Hello, everyone. It is great to be here one more time today. And my name is Gary Fowler. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. I've been involved in 17 startups and two unicorns. I was on the original management team at Click Software, which was sold to Salesforce for $1.35 billion, and also EBITDA.ai, an AI HR tech company. We believe that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world and opportunities are not. I am the CEO, president, and co-founder of GST Get Shit Done Venture Studios and Premier AI and Quantum Venture Studio located in the heart of Silicon Valley. And today I would like to meet you to meet my amazing guest. Jasper Schlump is an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur. He's got an amazing background, even from studying in London, African studies. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. He loves startups. He loves having an impact in the startup network. He is a head of investor relations for Capicura. He's located in Germany and Lomar. And with that, I'd like to bring Jasper on board. Jasper, how you doing? Or they say, they say in New York, how you doing? How you, how you doing? doing? Yeah, I'm doing uh, very, very uh, well. Um, uh, yeah, despite these crazy times we live in. Um, but uh, as my first um, kind of, yeah, sharing my emotions, I'm um, more than ever uh, determined um, to kind of um, be sure to spread the kind of value system uh, I was brought up uh, with and uh, be a, a bit more radical than I used to be in the past. So I'm very glad to be here today. What does that mean? A bit more radical with the value system? What, what is that? What do you mean? I realized that um, kind of in, in a world, uh, in a highly privileged world, um, I... Uh, was blessed uh, to to grow up. Um, uh, first of all, I feel very very humbled. Uh, I think that's a feeling that strikes me every day. But at the same time, I realize there are quite a few people out there who don't necessarily share the same value system uh, as as we do. You know, freedom of press, um, uh, yeah, freedom of uh, of speech, um, and these kind of liberal values uh, I was brought up with. I'm definitely um, more determined than ever to kind of protect and uh, to, to spread uh, in my sphere of influence. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I was just talking to one of my friends about it yesterday. You know, it's uh, my grandmother came from uh, North Africa, from Egypt and immigrated to the U.S. My grandfather came from Greece and immigrated. My father's parents were uh, German and, and English. Um, and when they came over here, they had a dream. And the dream was, you know, they wanted to have a free life and to be able to do things and, and to help their families. And so, you know, for all those people out there that are in these depressed situations, our heart, our love goes out to each and every one of you. And for all those startups with incredible capabilities, you know, wherever they're located, Ukraine, um, all over. Um, and I feel bad for some of the startups in Belarus and Russia too, because they don't have a channel to get out. So our hearts, our prayers are with you. And with that, I want to talk about you, Jasper. Some of the stuff is like, how in the heck, what the heck? You went to a master science in developmental studies at the University of London. Why did you get into Oriental? How did you do that? Would you say, I want to do like, I want to go to Africa, Oriental and African studies. What was that for? Let me take you back uh, to my 14-year-old self. Uh, I was brought up, um, as I said before, um, yeah, in a very privileged uh, situation. But I think you, you need uh, a, a few um, specific happenings in your life to, to realize that. And for me, it was when I was 14, 
uh, my dad uh, wanted to make sure that I'm not um, taking this this bubble for granted. And he um, gave me the book of Jean Ziegler, um, the the Empire of Shame, where essentially uh, one of my most favorite critics um, and thought leaders uh, from the the left spectrum essentially said. Uh, already 20 years ago, we are 7 billion people. We could, with the technology, feed 12 billion uh, and still 1 billion um, are going to bed hungry. Yeah. And I went out as a 14-year-old naive uh, boy out of uh, um, my house in Munich, Germany, and I couldn't find the 1 billion. So that kind of triggered a big thought process. And yeah, six years later, I started my master's uh, in London um, trying to deal and to understand the complexities exactly around the topics of food and energy security, um, more, yeah, more important uh, than ever, I would say. I mean, I think so, right? You talk about energy security now, especially in Europe. I mean, there are challenges all over the place. And, and yet at the same time, I, don't, I mean, Jasper, we've got to change. I, I just spoke to the United Nations a few months ago about technology yeah. as a tool for peace. My concern, I don't know about you, but, you know, some of the concerns that I have is that we're going to have a population increase for 8.1 billion to 13 by the end of the century. At the same time, we've got a lot more people. By 2050, you have to double the food supply to feed everybody. Exactly. We're not going to be able to feed them, right? So exactly. what do we do in that situation? It's, it's, it's incredible. And, um, you know, the average temperatures around the planet could go up 7 degrees Fahrenheit by the end of the century. Places like Mumbai and Bangladesh could be underwater. So we have a lot that we need to do, a lot that we need to fix. And, you know, it's but at the same time, we have a lot of incredible technologies to be able to help us. 100 percent agreed. And uh, you know what, Gary, um, what, what, what got me thinking over the last few days, um, I really hope, um, yeah, it, the situation in Ukraine is, is, is horrible, uh, but especially from a European uh, perspective, um, uh, we, you just mentioned energy uh, security. I think one of my most um, yeah, biggest ambitions uh, coming back to Germany after having lived abroad for 11 years in 2018 was really to get my country and get the European thinking out of the the the, the such oversaturated uh, lethargy uh, we kind of we we've been suffering for the last 30 years um, we took everything for granted and that's exactly what I meant uh, before that we need to wake up we need to take uh, and take this as a serious uh, chance uh, this challenge and I mean only a week ago um, uh, Germany had the first um, green uh, unicorn with Npal um, in terms of solar energy. That's exactly the way we kind of need to follow through. And I really hope everyone was talking about uh, a, a new financial crisis uh, on the horizon. We saw the incredible spendings uh, in venture capital. Now we have uh, war. I think that's kind of shaking everything uh, a, bit, um, a, a bit harder. Um, but I really think, um, and that's the optimist in me, that uh, at the end of the tunnel, um, we there, there's no other way to only focus on the things that are really relevant for us and the planet in the future. Yeah, no, I, I you know I hear some of the wealthiest people in the world talk about you know in fact one of them the, I, we have a company from Austria it's in the metaverse where they talk about compassion and and uh, kindness and empathy and I mean really seriously I don't know where we are as humans but we're, we've lost something. We've lost kind of sight of, 
you know, the, the simple things in life, right? Care and, you know, putting your hand out and, and giving somebody a piece of bread when they're hungry uh, because you've got a loaf of bread. You don't need to keep that loaf of bread for yourself. So, you know, it's fine. And I'm not saying in a socialist kind of way. I'm just saying out of your heart and your soul, right, to be able to give that piece of bread. When the people right now today, you know, my wife's family's down in Ukraine and um, I tried to get some hold of some of the friends there today and they were uh, under attack and they disappeared. I can't get a hold of them. And it's really concerning, uh, concerning because you got people that were a month ago, Jasper, they were technology folks. You know what I mean? We're doing business together. And now they disappeared and they're scared to death. It's crazy. Right. It is, I don't it know is. what's happened with humanity. It's unbelievable. Haven't we learned lessons from the World War II, you know, and other wars? It's crazy. You know, yeah, and, no, no, I and agree. these poor people need help, you know, and, um, you know, my friends in Russia, you know, a lot of them can't talk and they feel the same way. They're, you know, they send me messages. They said, we can't say anything because we're not getting in trouble. But, you know, that's, they're incredible people, incredibly kind people, good people. Yes. It's amazing, you know. Uh, You're okay. right. We got, you know, thirty for thirty years. We've kind of we've been sitting on our hands, not doing things. Yeah. And we take things for granted, but it can be taken away. Just to look what's happened, right? And and one situation over the last year that gave me uh, goosebumps was actually um, that when I went to the web summit uh, with one of our startups, be sharing. Um, we. It was the, the opening speech. It was the first time again, uh, a conference, 10,000 people in a, in a hall. Um, Portugal was really good um, in, in managing the uh, COVID. And they did kind of an, um, uh, uh, kind of checking where people would come from. So they said, who is from the US and who is from uh, Brazil? And by far, um, we talk about the biggest, um, most prolific uh, tech conference uh, in the world. Uh, by far, the loudest uh, and the most populous were actually um, the people from Ukraine. Um, and and, and think uh, about it now. It's unbelievable. A lot of those yeah. people are scattered. They're fighting. I talked to some last week. Actually, Jasper, three weeks ago, I talked to this group. And I forget. What, it wasn't in Kiev. It was another city in the West. But I talked to him. He said, it's not going to affect us. We're out in the mountains. He called me a week ago and he said, can you can you try to send some money? We need some help. We don't have food. We don't have gear we don't have all kinds of things we need just need help it was unbelievable because we were going to do an event together you know it's incredible how things have changed so i hope i hope we open up our hearts and souls and you know in the west we take things seriously because we have this existential threats that are out there we can't you know we can't capitulate to these existential threats we got to step up and and bring goodness and kindness to, to bear and try to help and and not put up with it. You can't deal with bullies. You can't back down from bullies, right? You got to stand up to them. And 100 percent agree. If you don't stand up, nothing good's going to happen. 100 percent agreed. So, anyhow, I love the conversation. I could go on the rest of the day. I'm fired up about it, you know. But let's talk about what you know. I want to talk about. So you did the Bavarian representation to the EU as an intern. Why did you do that, and what was it like? It was actually, um, and we, we stopped there at my 14-year-old um, self uh, when I went. Um, uh, I slowly understood that there is um, uh, there are a lot more realities out there than my little Munich uh, cousin. Uh, so I decided very quickly that I want to understand and get to know 
uh, other realities. Um, and my first step was actually to take a gap year between uh, high school and my, my university studies in the Netherlands. And um, I went uh, for six, uh, I think for, for four months, I went to Ghana, um, worked as a volunteer. Um, How was uh, that? In an orphanage. Um, that kind of, it, it helped me to lose my naive idealism, but it motivated me to better understand the complexities uh, around geopolitics. And the funny thing was, or that for me, uh, it was actually quite a, a brain fuck, uh, to, to be honest. Um, I came back, um, I had one weekend, and then I started my internship at the European Union. And over that weekend, I went out with friends, didn't do anything spectacular, but I spent more money on that weekend. Uh, I have uh, spent uh, four months in Ghana. So these little things, realizing, kind of putting this all into perspective, and then I was thrown into, um, yeah, the heart of the European Union, and I was amazed by the hunger, the curiosity, and the willingness of so many people to really change um, uh, on a multilateral level. And unfortunately, the EU is very bad in communicating its successes and uh, what incredible things they have already achieved over the last 50 years. Um, and that was captured, uh, as you could seen, um, uh, with Brexit. Um, but the European Union, um, that we live in peace, that we have this prosperous economies, that we have countries where you can freely travel to, um, where you understand each other, um, is taken, again, for granted. But it should. Yeah, no, it's I an mean, incredible achievement. Eye-opening, going to Ghana to the orphanage. Did you ever think to yourself, I don't know, you know, I've been in those situations myself, but did you ever think to yourself when you saw those kids and they just had basic food and they wanted love and attention, did you ever think to yourself, like, how much money we waste and we, you know, we waste on junk garbage and that could be, that that money could be used to save a kid's life for a couple of months? Well, what struck me the most, I mean, you you, you put it, um, uh, you, you put it quite frankly, uh, was essentially that the people, the energy I got from the people, um, they were happier than every uh, person uh, I would have met uh, back home. Uh, and that really? kind of obviously got me thinking, um, uh, why is that? Um, and, and what are actually the, the reasons for it? And that took me on a journey, obviously, uh, went to, to a few other countries um, until I kind of realized a few years, I think there's something happening in Germany, I can't really describe it, but feel it. Um, we have obviously right-wing tendencies again. Um, we messed up uh, quite a few times uh, in the last century. And I felt, uh, yeah, a certain duty and responsibility to kind of come back um, and uh, don't let things uh, just happen. Yeah, but that must... It must have been unbelievable coming back from Ghana and then going out with your friends and you, you, you thought about that money and then you come back. And I, I don't know about you, but what I did in those situations when I would spend like a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars, I would think about what it was hard for me to do it, to be honest with you, because I thought about what I could do with that money exactly. and what I had seen and what that could contribute. You know, it's just incredible. People need reminder, and I think that's what you also said uh, before. People need, and that's what, uh, unfortunately, our psychological downfalls, um, they need reminder. They need testimonials. And what is happening right now is that Europe hasn't uh, experienced war for 50 years. We have the last people who have really experienced war 
unfortunately be not among with us uh, in the next five to ten years. We don't have any first uh, real experience uh, uh, experience um, uh, um, sharer uh, as grandparents, as uncle, uh, aunties. And that makes it, I think, a bit difficult because people tend to forget and people um, have a hard time to actually realize um, how, how blessed, um, and blessed. Lucky they've been. And it's crazy how fast things start. It's like, it's like COVID, right? How fast? Look what's happened in a month. It's crazy. Everything in the world was kind of okay, right? But now you got like, yeah, it's, it changes so quickly. It can happen overnight and our lives could change just like COVID. I don't know about you and how it was for you in Germany, but it happened like overnight here. The water, toilet paper, everything disappeared. And, and like simple things, people were fighting for rolls of toilet. It was crazy. Yeah, we have um, uh, um, one amazing impact startup called Aumio. Um, and uh, yeah, they experience an incredible boost as they offer. They have a little um, meditation uh, app for for young children um, to better fall asleep, um, to engage them, and to to responsibly use technology. And what have we seen over the last two and a half years? Um, the um, rates of depression, uh, especially loneliness uh, among young people, have just skyrocketed. Um, and I think these are exactly the new challenges. You mentioned it before, people kind of becoming detached of their inner self are the ones we really need to tackle um, to yeah, ensure um, a better a society that lives um, peaceful together and respectful together. I think that's for me a big yeah. word these days, um, which people have, uh, some people have lost um, the, the, the feeling yeah, for no, peaceful, themselves. Respectful, that's, a, that's what it is. And, you know, and, and compassion and empathy. We've kind of lost it. Maybe, you know, somebody said to me, well, why is it? I said, I don't know. Our video games and things that we play, maybe we've got like into this kind of different mentality. We think it's normal. It's like not normal. Yeah. You know, this stuff is not normal and it's not right or fair. And, you know, when it's all said and done, if you believe in a higher power, nothing good's going to happen to you when you get to the pearly gates, right? Nothing good or whatever, whatever in your religion you have, nothing good's going to happen. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so tell me a little bit about it. As you're going down through your journey, you did Farm Africa. What was that about? Oh, I was so, um, I was super um, motivated back then, um, having done my master's studies in London uh, at SOAS, which is uh, just a very special place, the place that kind of educated uh, all secret services around the world to get better uh, equipped and better knowledge about the African uh, and Asian countries. Um, there's still this kind of sentiment uh, um, of, uh, yeah, um, uh, intellectual uh, leftist. Uh, absolutely loved it. And uh, my big dream uh, were, you mentioned the United Nations, you, you, you spoke to them, um, uh, to get into the big international organizations, to understand how they work, to really try to bring the complexities around the world together and find solutions together with the people on the ground. Um, but I was quite disillusioned uh, after some time to kind of looking behind the scenes. It is very difficult, very slow. There are a lot of own interests. Um, uh, and for me, it was kind of realization. I need to um, make the shift first to the NGO world to understand uh, what people try to do um, uh, without necessarily making a profit. 
uh, and take that knowledge and bring it in uh, to where I am today uh, into impact investment and get that seen um, and push it a step further. No, you're right about it. I mean, the thing is, you do learn when you're working for an NGO where people care and they're doing things sometimes, uh, you know, they're uh, selfless. They go out and try to do it and make a dent in the universe and help and feed people. I've, you know, I've gone to orphanage, orphanages, uh, et cetera, and, you know, just go out and try to open your hearts and your and, and uh, wallets to help. So it's it does. It brings another another level. So. You went, you did that journey, and as you move forward, you went down through action for children. So it seems like you kept in that social space for a while. Why, what made you decide to do that? Essentially, um, you're absolutely right. I realized um, my superpower is I'm very curious, uh, I love to, to engage with people um, and uh, bring people together. Um, and in Farm Africa, I did. The basic first uh, job entry, my um, my goal was ob obviously always to kind of get into the programmatic work. But more and more I realized um, they can't do the programmatic work if we are not good in fundraising. So I looked into high net worth individual fundraising. Um, I did community fundraising and corporate fundraising, which I actually thought was the most innovative. Um, and that's why um, I found it... Um, uh, a wonderful organization, Football Beyond Borders, where you put football um, essentially um, and, uh, yeah, uh, the, the lack uh, of what knowledge. What is it called again, Jasper? Football? Football Beyond uh, Borders. Ah, okay, And cool. we essentially, um, yeah, used football as a vehicle um, and a catalyst uh, to keep kids who are at the edge to get kicked out of school back on track. Um, and Action for Children was just, for me, uh, a logical next move uh, it was the biggest children's organization in the uk they um, looked after 500,000 children every year from wow. uh, one year old uh, up to homeless um, teenagers um, and i was responsible uh, for the big uh, corporate partnerships we worked with dell emc and it was all about employee engagement thinking about nice ways um, to to fundraise and uh, get the big corporates involved no, that's fantastic. So, okay, so you're moving forward. Rock your company. What's that all about? Yes, I kind of uh, got back into education. That's what um, next to sports, specifically football or uh, in, uh, in Europe, soccer. Um, uh, that's what always fascinated me the most. And Rocky Company was, in a nutshell, we essentially wanted to um, go into companies um, and help companies to maintain and onboard uh, young professionals uh, better and kind of a, a generational and departmental um, transfer of knowledge. Um, we did that with mentoring, with sessions about uh, appreciation, uh, feedback, uh, etc. So it was an HR um, impact startup um, to really see how a corporate culture can improve and help companies who have, on the one hand, problems to find the right people to actually uh, hold them uh, at their companies and keep them happy. And what did you do to hold them at the companies? What makes them happy? Uh, it, it is, uh, for us, it was incredible to see. We had really amazing coaches. Um, we did a, a lot of supervisions, um, a lot of really trainings in terms of communication about growth mindset. And it's the, the, the simplest solution often is let the people talk and give them a platform 
where they can actually finally um, speak up uh, and tell um, other people in a secure space what they don't like. And that's what many companies underestimate to create that space uh, where people kind of feel feel appreciated and feel listening to. Well, and they don't want to have fear either that something's going to be repercussions for saying the negative stuff. Because, you know, the one thing I've heard in the past is that people would, people would speak up. They say, you're not a team player. You're not buying off on the team, those kind of things. So actually, with all the bullshit goodness, they would come up with that and they would start putting them on performance plans and everything else. Well, I can see you're not really part of it. You don't like it. You're not enthusiastic, you know. In reality, they just wanted to make a change and try to help. It's interesting how that balances, right? Yeah, I agree. So let's go to Capacore. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you talk about um, innovation as early stage investors with seed, experience and access. Tell us a little bit about it and, and uh, where you are today with it. It's actually quite funny uh, how I met my, um, uh, my, my business partner and uh, our founder, um, uh, Dr. Ingo Dahm. Uh, one of the uh, AI specialists uh, in Germany. Um, as uh, when I came back um, to take up my role as as the CEO of um, of Rocky Company, uh, our um, investor, which we we, we thought uh, would have been secured, um, jumped off um, and uh, decided um, to withdraw uh, and not to invest in, in Rocky Company. Wow. And that's where my odyssey, this incredible tough journey in germany to raise uh pre-seed seed money uh, started for me um i think throughout that year i talked to over 50 investors and i was always i thought the the scene was um hard to access the energy i got from the um from the investors i didn't feel welcomed and i didn't feel appreciated uh, why is that about appreciation again why why um, do you feel appreciated and well i think i think there was um self-critically speaking um a lack of knowledge uh, coming from an ngo fundraising perspective what a for-profit investor would um uh would uh, would like to see and uh, what he's he's really interested in there was a lack of, a lack of knowledge on my part but i think there's still in general a lack of knowledge of how impact investments could work so the the, the debate around um, uh, always sustainability impact versus uh, financial return. I think that's a, obviously a big one we can uh, jump on. I realized that most business angels in Germany or the, the so-called three Fs, friends, families, and fools. In Germany, the, it tends to be between 20, 30K um, and the funds would only come in uh, starting from 500K. So it was exactly in this valley of death. So it was hard to get, uh, I didn't want to get more than two or three investors on board, um, but they were either too small or too big. Yeah. Um, and the final thing was that I realized uh, it felt sometimes that I was more, um, <clears throat> yeah, essentially uh, fun to be with me, do lunches um, and uh, looking at my business, a few investors uh, I met for lunch six, seven times um, and for an investment of 25K, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, talking seven, about the opportunity nine, cost. 25K? Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And that's why I realized until I met uh, Ingo at a pitch night where I kind of said, I don't want to uh, have any investor on board. I think we really need to, 
to, to step up our game and just do the real business. Um, and Ingo, I had such a good conversation, similar to the one we had when we first met. It was mm -hmm. inspiring. It was very much um, on eye level. Um, uh, and it was good fun. And a lot of thoughts he had, I really shared. And back then he said, Jasper, um, we need to change something about the VC narrative that kind of was adapted from Silicon Valley to, uh, to Germany. It's not all about the unicorns. Um, we need to make sure that we have good growth and we have especially business models that do good for society and the planet. They don't need to be skyrocketing. They need to be good businesses. And we need to be the investors to enable smaller investors um, and obviously go in with our own money and democratize and digitize uh, that um, space in this specific value of death. No, that's fantastic. You know, a lot of the uh, uh, German, Austrian, Swiss investors are kind of conservative, right? I hear that a lot from folks. But I also hear on the other side that some of them are starting to loosen up and, they, you know, they're being more aggressive because they want to participate. Okay, we're coming up to the top of the show. And I want to end with uh, your final thoughts and uh, also how do people get a hold of you? My final thoughts. Uh, we are at Kapakura at such a fantastic, um, super exciting uh, time. Uh, we have 17 investments now. We have 10 million assets under management. Uh, and essentially, if I can get one message across, it is that everyone um, starting with 1,000 euros can invest in impact startups today. You can build your own portfolio. You can spread the risk. And with 1,000 euros, we enable uh, impact investments. That's, so the minimum uh, investment is 1,000 euros? Exactly. Uh, that's so absolutely you correct. 1,000 euros, and, um, and you're set up to be able to take that. So uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? If they want to participate, what can you do? Um, obviously, um, they can um, always get in touch with me uh, via LinkedIn. You can see my name. Uh, it's exactly, I think there's only one in this world called uh, Jasper Schlump. Um, uh, obviously, via email, it's uh, jasper.schlump at kapakura.de. Um, uh, mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's the easiest way to, to, to get in touch with me. Um, and uh, yeah, I really think uh, it needs more people like yourself, Gary. Um, we need to spread uh, the love and, and the positive uh, messages. And I think impact investment, investing in the future uh, of our children, of our grandchildren, protecting our planet, that's exactly what the new normal in business should be. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So thanks for uh, coming to my show today. I really appreciate you taking Jasper's time out of your busy schedule. It's really great to have you. And, and to my one thing I want to, to add, uh, Gary, because I had a, a fantastic finding while um, doing a bit of preparation uh, on your show, GSD um, is just uh, in different letters, uh, kind of, uh, SDGs. And uh, these are the most important letters. It's get shit done, and it's the sustainable development goals. Yeah, um, no, so that's, that, keep it, that in mind. <laughs> yeah, GSD, SDG. That's right. And let's go out there, everybody. Let's spread a little bit of love around the world. 
lot of people are hurting today. They don't have homes. They're trying to take care of their kids. They're trying to figure out where they're going to live when they're in fear. Let's go out and bring some love and compassion and empathy around the world. And each and every one of us could do our part. Don't hold back. Go out, do your part, and bring some of that love and compassion. I, Jasper, I, you know, last week and the week before, I've been booking Airbnb rooms all over the Ukraine. Yes. And to help the poor people there in Airpin where they've gotten bombed. And I had a nice letter back from one of the girls that I did that to. She said, I don't have a place, but she said, I want, I, I really appreciate what you've done. I booked it out and I, it was booked through June. I booked it out and I said, all you need to do is take care of yourself and your life. And just know that there are people out there just like all of us around the world many of us around the world that care and you know, bring in their love and compassion to be able to help you out. So we're out there for you. We love you. Take care of yourselves. Uh, to my audience out there, my name is Gary Fowler, and I'm the CEO, President, and Co-Founder of GSD Get Shit Done Venture Studios, a premier AI and quantum venture studio located in Silicon Valley. And I'll be back with another edition of GSD Presents Silicon Valley in AI and Tech on Thursday. Stay happy, stay safe, and stay healthy. I'll be back soon. Take care, Jasper. Take care, audience. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye, Gary. Thank you.